<laughs> Isn't that super loud? <laughs> okay. Like old Craig. Uh, so th thanks, <laughs> thanks Craig. All right, welcome back Love to you, episode. Yeah. This is of the uh, Geek Me podcast. My, my name is Dylan, the host. So no, I've done a few weeks. But I'm with two gentlemen named William and Matthew who have joined me today. Who are one's a you know, couple of mates, and then the other is you know they call it at the same time. But we'll get to that on the other. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, do you prefer Do you prefer Matt or Matthew or Steve? Whichever one works with me. <laughs> I really don't have care. Okay. All right. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> um. If you guys are thinking, wow, my mic sounds terrible. Simple words. It's it's one word. Yeah. Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. Blew up my rig. My main rig that's got everything set up, the Pro Tools and everything. No. The game. Does Pro Tools still work? Or? I can't actually use a computer. Um, graphics card blew up, so I. Uh, oh, no. There's no video <laughs> output, so. I can't see what I'm doing. Are you just on a laptop <laughs> oh, at the moment? Yeah, so I have to use my Mac. Um, I tried plugging in my main XLR mic to it, but there's um, weird, uh, weird issues with it. Um, the weird background noises and the gain set really high for some reason because running analog equipment to digital was great. Doesn't work too well, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, but hopefully next week we have back up and sorted. And this is the last episode for the year. And funny yeah, well, unless you're doing another one tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, we could. Who knows? What a year it has been. It's, oh boy. It's almost over. Definitely been a year, man. Uh, but honestly, I mean, I do, in a way, have to thank, like, be thankful a bit for it, even though, like, bad stuff's happened. Because honestly, if this corona thing wouldn't have happened, the shutdowns wouldn't have happened, I would have uh, never really gotten into this music stuff because I was way more busy before that. But this is really what gave me that push to really get more into films and soundtracks and do all that stuff. So, yeah. Is this like yeah, the well, first time? In that case, I'm thankful for it too because everything you've done has been amazing. But, like, <laughs> right. I've been meaning to ask, do you have a history in music? Because I was, I was watching a live stream with um Derek Woods, and yeah. like the way you were kind of referencing having a real orchestra, it kind of made you sound like like. Do you have experiences with that? Or I have some. Like I've really been mostly like arranging music since like. Um... Let me think. Since I was like in sixth grade, I think middle school, Jeez. and yeah, and ever since. But I've never, I've never been doing tons of composing stuff. But pretty much, I mean, uh, how I'll start really. I was like a major fan of Amazing Spider-Man movies. I was on Instagram, uh, actually on Venomology's page. That's actually how I found out about the Amazing Spider-Man three thing. I was like, oh dang, this looks cool. Like maybe I should like try it out. So I texted Derek. I'm like, dude, I I can literally like do any job. I don't care what. I would just love to work on this stuff. He's like, oh, you work, you make music. I'm like, yeah, yeah. The thing is, at that point, I never actually composed a full song before, so really, like, <laughs> <Ow>. <laughs> yeah. So that's the only thing. I've only arranged songs before then, so I was just trying to use the knowledge I have of like arranging music for like uh, five, like five and a half years, pretty much. And I was like, all right, I'll try it out. So I sent in two audition pieces, ended up working. But then the Mysterio Suite was actually, believe it or not, my first like actual full piece we actually ever composed, and for some reason, somehow it just worked out so well. <laughs> It worked out really well. <laughs> I'm so yeah. glad you took that one because I got given the job to do that. I was like, All right, where do I start? And then you hit said, I'm like, oh, thank God. I don't have to think about that anymore. That's the joy of working with three other people for one film. It's, 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 it's a lot. Yeah. So I've always, with me, I've always worked with, you know, there's normally just me or someone else. And that's normally for the A-list stuff I work on. And that's like... What was it like on um, Resistance? Because you, you being in Australia and everyone. My schedule. Oh, it was fucked. Space Ooh. At the time, I had to do work placing until like three in the morning and do it for like the entire like two months. It was like 
rough and I was just thinking, what have I got myself into? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. All that, that scheduling, like how did they get you on it then? Dude, I don't know. Like, I, I committed to it and I was like, you know, I'm going to do it. So I did it. That's it. And they're like, well, I mean, as long as we have our stuff, I suppose we're fine. Yeah. And then they're like, then we've got someone else to do it now. I'm like, okay. Like, we don't need you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I got someone else to do it. What do you mean? So they end up getting someone else to do it. So I pretty much worked on the first couple of episodes. And what was happening is they end up getting um, someone else to write the music for it. Because they decided to take it in a different direction. Hmm. You know, which I was happy. Is that why your name is not on the IMDb? Yeah, because you used to be on there for like a year or so, then something happened like someone got into the account and started adding me to random things and then they found it a bit suspicious and they're like right. now we're taking you off the thing but, but oh, and then they just did like a blanket slate took you off everything basically yeah but if you have a that sucks. Good, good dive into it you can actually see if my name's still on the uh list it's like buried deep in imdb <laughs> right um but I'm still sort of, I was still involved with the musical department basically because I was ahead of everything. Because got my themes, got, got the stuff I wrote, and they got Johnny's movie, music on top of that, which of course he had to approve because it's we don't own it. Well, wouldn't, wouldn't the rights for it kind of fall under Disney? Like, oh, you would think so. It was. It was it depends on how, on the context you have to use it um, for the scene, um, you know. But then it all it all went get put the green light light and be like cool, and then be like, we got a second season, so you're just in charge of other things, like overlooking at stuff, so you don't have to stress so much about the other stuff. It's like great, so finish one project, start on the other, which I basically had a month. To do Spider-Man, <laughs> mm -hmm. and that was really tough because, once again, sitting in the small spaces, starting up, and then basically it went really well because it ended up sending to the best orchestra in the, in the world. Which one was that? It was London Symphony, down at the uh, called Air Studios, and. They had the hardest time because I sent I sent stuff to people who play in orchestras, a couple of friends of mine, and they're like, "You killed the damn players." Like, so <laughs> yeah. they did it after like a few different takes, and then I was like, "We're not recording digitally." And they're like, "Why not?" So I want tape, all analog. So they're like, all right. I don't have tape. Yeah, they're like, I think we got the budget for it. They pulled out this dusty old machine. <laughs> Oh, you know, because no one uses it, and it's like the same type of um, setup as what the Beatles would use back, back to the orchestral stuff um, before Abbey Road opened up, like commercially for them. And they just kind of was like, all right, cool, send it back to me. I mixed it for my version, did that. They did the surround thing, and then then they come in the final cut of the film, but some stuff it still did. So that's how it works. So what was like? I imagine there was there was a lot of collaboration with Daniel Pemberton on that. Mm. Yeah, there was. Um, thing is, I they mainly spoke for me because they were directly next to him most of the time, and because the time zones, then like I sent through some of my ideas, you know, my themes. Took about like but you hadn't seen the movie before. yet, had you? No, I actually saw bits. I actually got a storyline, got some of the script, and then I got a picture. But then, if they gave too much, then it's like they can give so, so much that uh, before they get in trouble, you know, like big bosses um, upstairs, you know. So, I actually knew what was happening in the film, but I couldn't say anything for like five months. <laughs> Yeah, got to sign an NDA. Yeah, it was just like all quiet. I could say I'm part of it when they announced, you know, when someone comes up saying, 
oh, you know, a couple of articles wrote a thing that said, like, you know, a space you can talk about. I'm like, all right, cool. Say I'm doing something for it. And then I'll be like, we're not sure. But it works out in the end. And they're like, can you come back to the second one now? <laughs> <laughs> Have you gone on to work with Daniel and anything else? No, I haven't. Been. Be nice to, but no. <laughs> Yeah, right. so how, did, how did that come about? Because was that with, like, how did you get in on Spider-Verse after um, Resistance? Like, was it the animation studio? Like, was there some sort of partnership between those two? Because one's Sony, one's Disney. Um, from the best was of there my just the producer unit? My memory. Basically, I, I got the two jobs at around the same time, but, like, a couple of weeks apart when you work for the mouse you get you get a good word yeah but the pay, the actual pay sucks because the contract depends what you get it's almost like whatever you get is part of royalties after the movie comes out which is depends how many times people stream it because they've never yeah done the yeah, so like you only got the royalties basically yeah for whatever i've done that's all i get that's my cut which is it's usually pretty good though like that's usually a good deal like it's better to get royalties than just a one time pay um, but, you know, but I guess that depends on what it is too it depends on, so how it is because it's all streamed <laughs> and I get you know so much per stream and basically it's like um, if it was out on vinyl or CD or something like that you know you get a bit more but because after ta- taxes and important like to it compared to Australian dollars it's it's less because give the US man the uh, all his tax first before you get the, your cut of the money. <laughs> yeah. You wait like two weeks to send through. And also, it would be difficult getting people to stream it because it's not on the official album, is it? No, they never put on the official. It was going to. But then when. Actually, so I've told you the story a few times. When it first came out, I had like 500 people on the first day. Then grew into like a thousand, and then a couple thousand after that. Yeah, because it's, it's on like twelve thousand streams, isn't it? Yeah, on Spotify, and it's like I think it's up a bit more because if you add Amazon and then Apple, yeah, then YouTube is like oh, forty-three thousand. Wow. Which film is this again? Uh, Spider Verse. Yeah. Oh really? Mm. Oh okay. Yeah, I was a bit lost in the conversation for a second there. Ah uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my bad. Um, and then Derek basically messaged me. He's like, "So I've got this idea. Sends me a script. I read it, and I'm like, who else is working with it? He says Jared. And I'm like, all right, cool. Love the story. And I was like, yeah, okay, I want, I'll work on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he messaged me first. Actually, I was like, I don't. I think I have another Spider-Man soundtrack in me, but um, Dylan and Jared might do it. And... Yeah, yeah there's, uh, I mean, I'm trying to think of, like, how to say this in, like, the best way. I, like, <laughs> I have a million thoughts running through right now, but let's just see. Uh, yeah, like, the, the Spider-Man films, like, I'm honestly, like, it's, like, the only thing I'm really on track right now is, like, Spider-Man films and stuff, because, like, I mean, because I, I don't really have much time to do much other stuff right now. Let's keep up with, like, a uh, job and schooling. You know, like, I'm sure you guys also deal with that also. But, like, yeah, cause, I mean, like, like, yeah, you guys have done a lot of stuff here. Like, I'm kind of, I'd say, still in the phase of, like, really moving into it. Like, even though, you know, like, I can, I can like, do some stuff, you know. <laughs> but, like, yeah. I'm still kind of in the phase of moving into these films and stuff like that. It's, it's so weird that, like, the only thing I've really able done is, like, Spiron films and, like, I've been asked to come on to other projects, but I've had to turn down, you know, because, like, uh, because just you busy schedules, but it's just so funny that only, like, it's only in Spider-Man films. Like, I'm, I keep asking is, why. Yeah, like, why how many not... Spider-Man fan films exactly, are there? Exactly. Like, like, I get, like, one or two messages a week asking to do, like, another Spider-Man <laughs> fan <laughs> film. Like, and it's like, no. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't get it. Like, is there really nothing else going on for you guys to do besides Spider-Man films? Like, 
I mean, I love, I love it. Like, I love the fandom and stuff. Like, uh, where it's really at. But like, honestly, I think it's like it's great that uh, that people do this. But I really feel like we need to branch out more. You know, we need to make some more original stuff and and really get more out there, get more of ourselves out there in our creativity. You know what I mean? Mm. I think, like, I know because I'm working on the Spider-Man Four fan film. I've noticed that. <laughs> yeah, and this looks Bryn, amazing so far. Yeah, it looks great. And um, Bryn, who started that project, it was like we're talking about like we both have original ideas we really want to do but unfortunately when you're starting out getting other people involved because like you can't just be the one or two people to make the movie like that's just really difficult and um Mm -hmm. like you need other people in and original ideas like people aren't super attracted to them but like if you go i want to make a spider-man movie or i want to make a batman movie people like oh i'd love to do that so then Mm -hmm. that's when they start getting a crew together and they start getting some notice and then hopefully after that they can then go all right we've got some original idea- ideas we want to do and yeah. they've got an audience that are there to watch them but, um mm-hmm. it's just it's good that they're passionate about the c- characters of spider-man and batman so that they can make good stories for them too like it's not just a it isn't just a stepping stone thing but it it also kind of is like it's necessary to get to the original projects they want to do it's yeah, funny yeah. though because it, it's like the opposite way around to what it was like 15 years ago where chris nolan had to do insomnia to get batman begins like yeah. it's like he had to make a studio production like so that warner bros were like yeah okay you've got it you can do batman begins it's like it's now the other way like you have to do a superhero movie <laughs> to get the original one yeah, really <laughs> yeah. really that's that's honestly so true i mean uh as of right now, yep, so I'm doing Amazing Spider-Man 3 and Amazing Spider-Man 4. Then after that, uh, right now, so I'm sure Derek's probably talked about this somewhere, but like uh, we're going to be doing a spinoff for a certain character which I cannot, I'm not allowed to say right now because it would give away too much for uh, what the events are going to happen in the next movies. We can't but... talk about it. No one wants to talk about it. Dylan... Knows that there's, everyone knows about this spinoff, but no one knows what it's about, which I'm not saying what it's about at all, because mostly because Derek's put it in my hands to write and direct that film. Uh, that's uh, one I'm going to be moving on from composer position to actually writing and directing. I'll be hiring a different, I'll be hiring an actual different composer to well, do the job. I it's, it's like I don't, it's like I don't want Derek. part of these spoilers. Like <laughs> I don't want to lose my job. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, everyone, all everyone knows pretty much now is a, is a target release date, which is not even said for sure yet and just you know yeah there, there's there's more coming for me <laughs> yeah it's cool yeah. it's like with my stuff i can't talk about the other things i'm working on because you know with the mouse they're gonna think yeah. of the power to, to do whatever they can now because they're in everything yeah um Cut the brakes on your car nothing's funny than i made the worst film recently like really? <laughs> a short film i made that makes no sense that with my friends, they, they, they're all my critics. Oh, really? They said it was worse than The Room. It was worse than The Room. <laughs> <laughs> it made no sense. They said it's a horror movie. It's a horror movie. They said, what, what is it? <laughs> yeah. I explained. It's, I based it off uh, Whiplash. Yeah. I, do, I did my own version of it, basically. It was just me as a one man cast. I filmed it on all this like you know fancy equipment and everything. Turns that it actually turned out good in the edit. Just if they never because they didn't know what I was talking about with um in that film, so they didn't know what's happening. Then I spent yeah. and then I went so far to mix it in surround sound. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> I dedicated <laughs> two months to that film. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, it's always so. Did you put uh, it up anyway? Sorry. You put it up anyway. I haven't as yet. Yeah. It, it's it's that bad. It, like people are just. I mean, it's good to have a laugh at it. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. What were you saying, Matt? I interrupted. Uh, yeah. It's, it's just it's definitely that feeling. Like I hate like when you work on a movie for so long that it ends up just being horrible. Like I think me and Will talked about this once, but like uh, the thing with like accepting coming on new films, it's like 
yeah, you want to do them, but there's always that fear of like, what if like what I'm really doing this for is ends up just being horrible in the ending, you know? Yeah, it's like I know what I'm doing is gonna be good, but what if they like what if they stuff up like exactly, exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah, which is definitely the, I mean like. Which back to the spinoff, just real quick, what they're gonna say, like, whenever it starts going around, that's the reason I'm definitely gonna be, like, doing the script. I'm, I'm gonna be definitely bringing people in just to read it, you know, uh, go through stuff, review things. People I can trust are actually probably also working on the film. I hope to, like, test screening stuff, things. I just want, like, that's the thing with films. You just gotta do, like, everything you can just to make sure everything turns out exactly the way you imagine it, or it's gonna suck, you know? Great. Mm. All you can do is actually hope it does well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, I might put it up. I was gonna actually put it up at some point, but YouTube blocked it immediately. Oh, really? what's it for? To do with the song that I put in it, but I <laughs> happened to cover, and some of the sound effects <coughs> wasn't uh, YouTube friendly apparently. No, <laughs> man, dude, we got so dark it's not even for YouTube. <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> it's family film, but. Apparently not. Family <laughs> film with, with with adult sound effects, you know. Basically, yeah. <laughs> well, I might send you guys a link later. So, yeah, I'd love to see it. It's it's not great, but for like a short film that I can usually get into a uh, college, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Just to study it. Um, you guys want to do some Amazon reviews? Uh, sure. By that, sure. probably me reading it. Uh, if I have my main rig, we can all see it, but we can't see it on this. Can't just send the photos into the uh, Discord chat, like a screenshot. I could do, but I'm on like a different computer for that, <laughs> like a separate, oh. like my phone, you know, just to look at the damn thing. Right, yeah. Um, it's okay. You have a lovely reading voice. <laughs> it's probably not gonna be too great because I'm. <laughs> We'll work with it. <laughs> um, microwave for one. It's an <laughs> interesting book. Three stars. Buy this book or don't. I don't care anymore. And it was microwave for one. one. Yeah, it's a, it's a hardcover book apparently. I'm assuming from the 80s, like mid 80s, because uh, looks like that, and this lady on the front of it. It's got a perm. And yeah, that looks very, very 80s. <laughs> a very depressed mule while she's hugging the microwave. It doesn't look great. <laughs> it used to be that I got home from work and the only thing I wanted to put in my mouth was the cold barrel of my grandfather's shotgun. Then I discovered Sonia Allison's chicken. That's her. Oh god. There we go. Chopping out stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Some type of chicken dish. Just cause that's the one. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> and now, there are two things. I'm assuming the shotgun and then the chicken meal. But that's the cover. Wow. It was not a verified purchase, but he, he did give it three stars, and this is about ten years ago. Ten years ago. Oh. Okay, Michael. That is the guy's name. Great. Bit of a longer one. You know what? I might take a photo of this and then just put it in the thing. I hope Michael's okay. <laughs> wonder. I wonder if he has any other reviews. Oh, that's his one review. <laughs> he got, he got he an Amazon review account just for that. That was a cry for help for him needing a second person to use that microwave with. Oh, man. <laughs> um, half of these I've read already in previous episodes. This one seems interesting. Alright. HD, USB wall plug, LED light up, four port, travel, AC power, adapter, charger hub with intercharger. Feel that mouthful. Daniel gives us five stars. 
It must be good. My wife and I now charge all of our devices simultaneously. Now all we have, all we fight about, is a crippling alcoholism and my Oof. unhealthy obsession with. Oh my, Dakota Fanning. Great. I I wish I'd ever read that. How can you have an unhealthy obsession with Dakota Fanning? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Maybe she, maybe she took. I don't know. Maybe that's what she does when she gets drunk. Is that's what she thinks he thinks about? Charge her phone. Drinks wine on top of that. Huh. Uh, might do one more. Let's have a look. <laughs> Zippo four ounce light lighter fluid. Five stars by Corey. Delivers what it promises. Okay. It's a can of lighter fluid. It's flammable. There's four ounces of it. What do you want four ounces of flammable lighter fluid for? Then this is the product for you. I suppose that's helpful. You get into infomercials. You should. Maybe Amazon should start sponsoring the damn show. Always talk about them. <laughs> Not sponsored by them. Um, is this where you? Is this your segue into what your sponsorships are? Some of them, yeah. <laughs> There's only one sponsorship. We'll get to that in a second. After Mito Ace recreational, recreational football is bowlers de ship deflated. One flat as Zero received a flat ball. <laughs> by Michael again. It's from Michael again. He only has the one review though. Yo, Michael. <laughs> Except the, uh, it's all lowercase this time. I'm not sure if this is a different Michael. I would assume so. Yeah, something's saying suspicious here, man. Yeah. He's upset because he received a soccer ball that's flat. In the packaging, he thought it would be inflated. Yeah, don't you get a pump for that? No, but I don't think he knows that. <laughs> I should say football, not, not... We'll get to that. But the sponsor... Should, should we get into the sponsorship? Let's do it. We have a Patreon page, which I'm still setting up, but for $5 a month you get extra content like Q&As, and then extra bonus content and suggestions from you guys writing in to say what we should talk about and then basically if you're lucky enough you might be a guest on the show yeah. I'm still working out the details on it because Patreon, I don't know, most people are not sure about it and yeah I think people are saying that Kofi's better but nah. it's still, Patreon's still pretty big yeah really? <laughs> That stuff. But yeah, yeah, I've never used any of that, so I want to know any of this. So basically, with that, on top of that, for people, for you guys who donate the money, with that, you bring, give us new equipment, new things to provide for you guys for the show for better quality. So that Dylan doesn't have a terrible microphone because Cyberpunk ruined his day. Basically, yeah. Otherwise, I use my fancy microphone that I normally use. <laughs> We can't use Audio's it. not too bad, actually. Like, there's a bit of crackling, but it's your microphone is not too bad. You'll do. I mean, it has to do anyway because you don't have a choice. <laughs> couldn't use the DAC um, because my audio DAC was not used for apparently for Mac, so it doesn't work too well. And running through an analog preamp doesn't work. We go to conversion. Speaking of audio, Matt, do you work like do you work with audio at all, or are you just MIDI? Um, like, wait, what was that you're saying? Like in music, do you like do you record audio files, or do you just work with MIDI? Uh, pretty much MIDI stuff. I mean, yeah. I just use the piano rolls in the software because I actually do not own a MIDI controller. <laughs> oh right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's just working directly in. Like, so, what, like what do you have a, key, have a keyboard or anything? 
Yeah, I have like a piano and a keyboard, but it doesn't hook up to like uh, use MIDI at all. So. Oh. Right. You could code it to do that if you route some stuff to it, but really that's like takes a lot of time consuming. You have to know yep, exactly I've, what you're doing. Yep, I've wondered about that, but yeah, I mean, right now I'm still trying to expand the studio. I don't really have much in here uh, right now. Still working on it, but yeah, hopefully soon I can get that type of stuff. You know. I think you're doing better than me. I've got nothing at the moment. I've got, um, <laughs> really? Like, I don't even have speakers. Like, I'm just working entirely on headphones. Oh, I, really? Yeah. With my stuff, I've got, like, <clears throat> it's so big. I got too many instruments that I have to choose from. <laughs> and it sucks because I've got a rack of headphones, which is good. A set of a box of microphones, then all my guitars and drums and all that stuff. I'm like, why do I have, a, why do I have all this? Like, you don't always use it for classical scores. It's for other, th like, for other type of music. Yeah, yeah. Since then, and if I have the opportunity to put it in one of my scores, I'm like, great, I'll use it. But it's very rare. Yeah, because yeah, I imagine all your stuff would like mostly be MIDI. I remember, like, I know there's a few electric guitar stuff, like in the Venom track you did, mm. and that was electric guitar. Yeah. Do you um, mostly work with MIDI too, or? I actually use sheet music. I normally work with sheet music, pen, right. pencil, eraser, staff paper. <laughs> I know. I know that's actually... faster. Like it's, it's um, because it's like the way I do it. Like I, like I play keyboard, but it's like I have to hit pretty much every note on the keyboard before I find an idea that I think is worth using. <laughs> it's whereas you like have a pencil, so like you you kind of just know. Or it's like I think it's it's actually faster to know music yeah. theory, but it's preferable. Well, many stuff comes last. That's just for the virtual instruments. It's normally sheet music I work with, like notation stuff. You start with piano, like a piano sketch. It falls into a mock-up, which is to the uh, orchestration of them. That's basically it. Put into a uh, instruments, mix it into Pro Tools. Send it off to whoever I'm working with, and they can take the green light. They're good. If not, send it back. We work it. How do you find um, going from resistance and working with the London Symphony Orchestra at Air Studios to now working on fan films like uh, Asm Three? And like, I remember there was that Star Wars one, the oh, cartoon one that you that. did. It's like, do you do you find much? Like, how do you find the difference between working with an actual London Symphony Orchestra and now working primarily with virtual, with the virtual instruments? Do you does that change your workflow a lot, or no? Because um, before I recorded the orchestra, it's always going to be virtual. Um, that's how you get the main idea of what's going to sound like. It's how you get the main idea of what it's going to sound like, but it's it's kind of like when you have the orchestra in there as the end goal. Like, I imagine you're giving it a bit more freedom for like expression like you know it's not going to sound exactly the same so you're probably not going to put as much effort into the articulations and everything no like, I, I try to like the articulations i keep it close as i can yeah. um all the time but i do um it just depends because i'm used to it now just using article midi that's it that's how everything is now yeah. but you know, it hasn't really changed my workflow. It's always stayed the same for the last three years. Does it change, like, imagine non-resistance and that, like you wouldn't have had as much control over the mix? No, actually, no, I did. They tried to mix their own way, then I took it and I was like, no, I'm mixing this because I have a very particular sound that I like. So I take it to my own hand and try and mix it myself. But then they end up using virtual instruments at the end because they said, we can't, I mean, we can afford an orchestra, but it's, it takes too much um, time. To yeah, no, I was listening to the theme the other day and it sounded very virtual instrument. Like, it did not sound like a real orchestra. Yeah, so then they were like, virtual instruments, because they can't, like, they keep giving. The thing is, most people can't really tell the difference. Like, we obviously <laughs> can. can yeah. Yeah, I feel like. I feel like it's really crazy nowadays how much the virtual instruments are like expanding. It's like, like, cause like if you look on like Spitfire and you know, all these things nowadays, you can see things that literally sound exactly like a real orchestra and like can't tell the difference. I mean, 
it's kind of sad especially like with this year how th the direction music's going how like even one day like it's just like one day that like like films won't even need actual orchestras anymore because they just have like software you know mm. well it's like it's orchestral film music is really the only thing keeping orchestras alive today like it's the only thing they're getting work for and, yeah um, exactly I think like people like Hans Zimmer like he always says that he only sees the samples as a means to an end like nothing's ever going to get as close as like the actual orchestra like, mm, yeah it's just a barrier it's, yeah like it's it sounds like the samples sound as good as they are it's also like they're not putting into those notes what you need them to put what you need the orchestra to put into the notes they don't like know why they're playing that note the other thing you've got to figure out is you have to mix it right if you don't mix it mm. right that's it game over because it doesn't seem right and then top it you have to make sure it all works exactly how it's meant to work like patches and everything and it's just like it takes a lot of time to understand exactly what you're trying to work with like I had to get used to it after a while because I used to find it frustrating um, not having a template I still don't have a template for my <clears throat> virtual instruments but yeah I don't work with the template locations. <laughs> I kind of just yeah I just go one instrument at a time before you can get before you max like can't do it overheat you use too much more power. No, I don't really. No, I don't really have that. Like, I've got the new MacBook Pro, and um. Oh, you should be fine with that then. Yeah, it like my old laptop. Like, once I got past like thirty layers, it was like, nah, this is it. <laughs> this is all yeah. you can do. <laughs> but um, yeah, like this one, like, I'm working on a Batman short film in Ireland at the moment, Batman Aftermath, and it's like, like seventy or eighty layers, and it's like the files like about a gigabyte big and the laptop works perfectly does your um file size after you export everything because <clears throat> i have to export each instrument to mix it i become just like mix and logic gigs, though. like 10 to 20 gigs <laughs> really no i don't <laughs> no it doesn't do that <laughs> school ends up being like a terabyte on my hard drive no <clears throat> so it takes it takes a lot out of it and then once i do it from pro tools that's like another 10 gigs. Yeah, I don't mix in Pro Tools, I just mix in Logic, so I don't have to yeah. export it. Screws I just, I, I literally just use GarageBand. Like, it's free, but you know, like, it works, you know, I have yeah. uh, just five virtual instruments. Yeah, yeah I, just I saw some of your stuff, stuff and I was like, that's clearly Logic. Like, like, like you can't get <laughs> stuff that good in GarageBand, and then when I saw your live on with Derek Woods, I was like, what the hell? <laughs> How did yeah, you do yeah. that? Yeah, like, I mean... I've, I guess you can see I've kind of figured out how to break the barrier between Logic and GarageBand with like, uh, with let me think like about almost almost a year of using it. I've really figured out how to make it pretty much like Logic in a way, with like just a few like cheap like cheap like things you just go through, which really don't cost much at all, and pretty much get you know, the same result. So can you put can you get contact or anything in GarageBand? I think you can. Contact? Yeah, you can. Oh really? They've, yeah, they've changed it. Cause also my yeah, yeah you, can get, you can get all the same stuff. I don't have contacts or anything. I just okay. use uh, virtual instruments that you find what I can afford. But yeah, I just put it through to GarageBand. And yeah, it ends up mm. working out, let's say, you know? Maybe that's something you should give a try on the live stream. Like, we'll just go on only things and just test it out. And then... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to use... The only time I use my Mac for music stuff, it's um, software called to get the...
um, video, like the streamers of act doing a concert like a proper gig. I'm running around, running around like a bloody lunatic and losing my voice half the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I'm sort of doing right now, but it's fine. Like, <clears throat> I did one like show like a couple of weeks ago, sort of, and then I did a recording the same day. Um, you did a show? Yeah, I did, did a show. Because um, I teach a couple of classes, you know, like kids with disabilities. Um, Nice. I teach some actual theory. Like these other people have no idea what it is. So we, I suppose this is how you play it, but we don't know. Right. So, do that anyway. Did that. Kept on running back upstage, and the guitar tech that had bloody broke off the damn strings. So I went home to do some more recording. I was like, "What's happened to you?" Mm. <laughs> it all like broke the tension, but normally I just. Oh, it's not. It's alright, but the sound is very different from basically running upstairs to the sound to the um, mixer and everything that you're running back in is just completely different sound. Yeah, because it's like when you're in the mixing booth, it's the like surround oh, sound. Absolutely. So it's like yeah, yeah. But like when you're in the room, it's like the sound is like just the acoustics and the way the air moves. It's going to sound completely different. It's the the way it transfers like into a theater. Like it's like the audience isn't going to get the same experience that you have like the audience in a theater like the surround is the best they're going to get like they're never going to feel exactly like they would in that room no actually there's i've come up with the recording technique by putting um proper like boom mics you know with these on the set hmm. you put them all around like in the four corners of um the recording room of the sound stage <sighs> You can get the ambient sound, like the natural reverb. I put that a little bit in the mix, and then you can sort of get it. So that if you mix it in 5.1, put that in the rear surrounds. Well, in that monster, it's more like on the ceiling. Yeah, sort of main idea. Oh, that's a good idea. Because basically, it's everything more like more of a full mix. You mm. do have to be careful. It's got all the sound effects going on with the dialogue and the other stuff you have to think about. Yeah, like, do you um, do you always work to picture or do you prefer working away? I don't always work to picture because I like to have a spoiler free when I do see the movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I always... know Jerry Goldsmith used to do it that way. I always get it, like, spot on exactly how it works. I'm like, didn't mean for that to happen, but it happened. Do you work the picture normally? Like, um, usually when I start, I work away from picture, and then just kind of fine tune things. Like, it's like some scenes work better, like when you're working to picture. Like it is, like the certain acknowledgements, like just kind of, it is easier to just work to picture for them. And then others, it's like just writing music away. Like, well, the other it, thing is, they in the edit they always actually get rid of it. Like they would change it last minute. That's what I found out to the draft right. that they sent you. So it's not always like one hundred percent the same. Yeah, 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 yeah. Especially when it's the rough cut. And you got like reshoots and everything. You have to and you're like, do I want to restart or do I just leave? <laughs> I reckon, yeah, I'm not sure, but having um, the conductor's track is really easy to have like, the streams punch just because you can see where it starts and when it ends. Then you know it's always, always going to be the same. So like you don't really do spotting sessions or anything? No, uh, because since I'm working overseas, I tend to do it. They basically highlight it on the script and then they put in the time codes. So you go into the time codes, figure out what you want to do. I draw them with like a week. Take it like three scenes to do. And they go and work on it for like two. <laughs> like, hmm. First thing is to make sure it works. You know, it's like be sort of focused, but you get unfocused because it gets too much sometimes. Like thinking, what, what comes next? 
this is work <laughs> here. If they're gonna like it, or they can tell me to redo it. Not sure if it's the same for you guys, but yeah. Long yeah, working I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I haven't done tons of like, uh, I'd say stuff like working the screen and doing all that stuff much especially since i'm even though like i have been doing music for a while but i have just now starting to get more into the film aspects of it but like i mean i feel like when working generally in there <laughs> once again i'm trying to figure out how to say this because like i have a tendency to be a bit confusing but like um you've been pretty like, clean so far so okay you're doing great oh, yeah so so far <laughs> But, like, I'd say, I mean, working a picture, I'd say generally, it can definitely, like, change the image you had in mind before. Like, you know what I mean? Because, like, if you want, like, say you read something in the script, you, like, it's like, oh, yeah, this could, like, totally go like that. It could totally have, like, a certain tone. But then once you really get the, like, the picture and the footage, that can suddenly, like, change things, you know? Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, like, I was working on a short film a couple of years ago, and I wrote the soundtrack just based on the script. And they put it all, they edited to it. And he sent me it, and I was like, man, I got this completely wrong. So like, I had yeah, to yeah. Write, rewrite the whole thing. But um, the same director did like a horror movie, and I worked, like, I watched the rough cut once and then just wrote a piece and put it up, and it was frame accurate. Like, um, Jeez. It's, amazing. it's like it, it just works on different, I think, different things. It's like you kind of, yeah. you understand it. Like sometimes you understand it completely, and other times I just I feel like I get it wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. It's so like since then, when I'm working on a thing, it's just much more. I ask a lot more questions about the story, so I know exactly what I'm going into. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's interesting that happens. Like, I don't know. Like, it depends exactly who you're working with as well. Just sometimes their workflow is a bit different like if directors things they're like yeah sometimes they have more a more specific idea of what they want mm. sometimes they just go with the flow they lay back <laughs> yeah. they're like I like everything you've done just leave it exactly the same and then you're like no I've really changed a few things they don't like it it's like um like with Derek you send him something he loves it and then he's like later on he's like could we change it a little bit from someone else's opinion? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he's too afraid to actually say that something needs to be changed. Yeah. Yeah, I, think I think that's nice, like, though, because it's like, it, it, like, you're, it, like, I think some directors are very much like, I know you've put your entire soul into this piece of music, like, I don't want to reject it, but also it just, yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't really work. Criticism is yeah. the best thing to have, though. Like, if you yeah. know how to accept it, like, you no, know, like how? the trailer for the Batman short film, film I'm working on now, the trailer that came out last week, I was like, I think I worked on like six or seven different versions of trailer music for that, and it was like none of them worked until the last one that's in it. Dude, I'd love um, to hit the um, alternative ones, like. Well, it was a different cut of the trailer too. Like, there wasn't any audio in it or anything. Like, it was just going to be the shots of him on the roof and the music. So it was, um, we were going for a completely different vibe, and then I was like, maybe the reason it's not working is because we're just, we're not making the right thing, and he was, and then we put the audio in and edited it differently, and then I wrote the final track, and that worked. Like, it fits pretty good, and I was like, did, did the... What is it? Like, what? Wait, where, where do I like find this trailer, man? <laughs> I haven't seen anything. Oh, it's on my Instagram. I'll send it to you. It looks like oh, okay. a A-list um, you know, film. The way it's been shot and everything. It looks really... It's been producing really good. Yeah, yeah they're doing it. The test footage looks really great. They um, start shooting in a couple of weeks, I think. <laughs> After the rehab shot, shot it, I thought that was like... Stuff that they... Like, they yeah, that was just... Yeah, I, I want to do, dude. I want to do a live action film so bad, but I haven't gotten to that yet. Dude, it's difficult. I've um, like I've, I've, I've done a few sort of things for it. It's, 
feel the headache <laughs> because sometimes you have to like you you really have to pay attention to see what's happening. You find that's different from animation. Yeah, because um, because I haven't worked on an animated thing, so like, it's slightly it's like except being working on games, it's like, okay, this happens again, but then you realize it's not working because they changed it last minute from some development, like whatever standpoint that they have, whatever department, and they change it last minute. Hmm. It doesn't fit in that mission or. Did you work on a game? Still working on that um, Star Wars one, that fan one. Oh, 1313. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. That was how I found you, actually. Um, Matt, I don't know if yeah. you know about this. Um, so, yeah. did you ever see the E3 trailer from, like, what is it, eight years ago now for 1313? It was a Star Wars game? It was about eight years ago. Uh, no, I haven't seen any of that stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, so, like, eight years ago, before Disney acquired Star Wars, um... <laughs> They were making a game called 1313 where I think you were meant to play as Boba Fett and it was sort of like an origin story and it's in like one of the lower, lower levels of Coruscant. And it's, it was, yeah, it was going to be like this really dark and like gritty, like you're in the crime underworld of Coruscant story as a bounty hunter and it looked awesome. And then Disney bought Star Wars and it didn't work with their brand identity so they cancelled it. No, the yeah. game was coming out though. That's the thing. They finished it, but they like kind yeah, of yeah. Like, they were so far into it. Yeah, to polish um, it, and they were going to release it like a month or two after they announced it. Had some of the guys from like Naughty Dog that did Uncharted, like they were working on it. Yeah, um, it was a massive. Project. Yeah, like it was a massive project, and Disney just cancelled it because it didn't. They thought it just wasn't uh, very appropriate for kids. Anyway, two years ago now. Um, the what's his name Bessie, Bessie um, yeah. actually you can tell the story like you you know a bit more about it than me okay yeah alright so a guy named Bessie who was a YouTuber who's only been doing YouTube for like four years and he started up the same time I started as well um this is also his YouTube channel and then he's like I wish his game came out I really want to make it and then I happened to email him out the blue like hey is anyone doing stuff for this He's like, no, no, can you make some stuff? He's like, all right. Dude, he's like, I'm in love with it. Let's try it. And then the thing is, if you if you're listening, I feel bad because it's an off and on conversation. So I rarely use Skype, and he's sort of like, so like I don't always get back to him on time. But but he's like, give, he's given me some piece that he, I think he's done. It's like, can you change it to do like? Um, some type of different percussion, like storm drums or something. Like, yeah, but I, I don't actually know what you want me to do with this. Like, do you need did a piece of music? Yeah. So I don't know, but he's like giving me some random things. Like, can you put in a different type of percussion? I'm like, give me rearrange. Because I remember I had a conversation with him about percussion because um I tried out to do the score when he announced on YouTube that he was making thirteen thirteen, and like he was doing a fan production. And so I messaged him asking if he had anyone on for music, and he was like, a few people have applied, you can... is like a general story, like a story idea, and you write a piece, like, and it had nothing to do with 1313. He told this story, it was like, it starts with Vader. I, mean, I never got a story. <laughs> right, it's like, he, he gave it, he was like, it starts with Vader, kind of thinking about his past, and Padme, and he's really sad, but then... He starts thinking about the empire and what he can do, and like how, like the entire galaxy is basically in his hands, um, and all he has to do is kill Palpatine for it to, for him to have more control over his destiny. Mm. And um, he was like, "If you can write a piece of music uh, about that, um, yeah, if you can write a piece of music about that, then uh, I will." I'd love to consider it. So I wrote it in like a day and a half. I'll just put it in. Which uh, is great. It sounds amazing. Because you got your, I think, was it your friend that collaborated on it? Or was it some... Um, yeah, a friend of mine from Lorelei in Sydney, which is a band, uh, Claudia Schmidt, did the vocals on it. Um, 
so I sent that in and then he never got back to me and then I think a week later he put up a video and said that Dylan was working on the soundtrack and it was like this guy's done like work on Star Wars Resistance and the upcoming Spider-Verse movie and is even doing additional music for Captain Marvel and I was like holy crap which never went to the final cut yeah I was like holy crap he's got that guy on it and then I just messaged Dylan and um that's like when we started talking yeah thanks so so wait Dylan so wait uh what like films have you worked on like other things outside like like have you played small parts in like I'd say like big Hollywood films are there any of those out there um Yes and no. The only things you can find is for B, Spider-Verse and Resistance. That's about it. Hmm. Um, some other is there music in Spider-Verse? Like the end credits thing? No, it was meant to be originally. Like, when they got... I, I don't listen to like, modern music or anything like that. So God, whatever the guy's name is. Do, Daniel uh, Pemberton. No, no, no. It was um, some pop artist. Oh, Post Malone. Yeah, yeah, that's the fella. And then, um, and I'm putting his <laughs> music in there instead. And I was like, like, this is like a day before the thing came out. They changed it last minute. And I went to go and see the movie like a week before it came out. I was like, in my local theater because, you know, I thought it would be cool to go and do something like that. I was like, you saw it a week before it came out? Yeah, like before it like commercially came out. Was it a was it a local premiere or? Yeah, it was like um. Okay, right. Yeah, it was just me. Opened the film that was down there. Took my cousin down. You know, the film was great. It was like it was like a full house, packed. Okay. And I was just like, like look at that. You can still hear my stuff like um. What you said, the elephant sound. <laughs> for um, for our, but it's. No, that's what that thing. You came up with that? Yeah, I came up with like, just strings and trombones, you know, sliding down basically on scales, and they just, and Daniel just did whatever he wanted to do on top of that. And then they said, can you write the original 60s theme for when we did the flashbacks? You know, like the. When we go back to those things, I'm like, alright, cool. So I did some stuff for that, which they ended up making sound old. To mix in the surround sound because you have mono which is just one that can mix it to like 7.1 and then 10.1 you know 10.2 or whatever for atmos and they couldn't do it so i had to quickly do something for that but then i still get emails for that stuff asking how did you work on it what happens with it um Then I'm working on some other things which I can't say because I yeah. get in trouble. <laughs> huh. yeah, that's basically how, how it happened. And then Bessie's like, knew exactly who I was and was like, please come to the project. And then as soon as he uploaded the video, it got demonetized because um, he put in some stuff, like some videos and photos that he wasn't meant to show. Yeah, so the mouse took it down. <laughs> Yeah, right. basically, I, I'm still on the project. I'm pretty sure, like, I'm off and on. So that was two years ago, and he said he, he was going to show stuff, and he hasn't done anything since. I I get comments on my videos, and then I get emails, and then I get DMs asking about if the project's still going on. Like every week, like every couple of weeks, I get I get messages and emails. So what's happened thirteen thirteen? Love your stuff, but is it still a thing? Like, and I'm like. I'm not sure. I heard from him, but basically, like, I think the start of the year, the fix of whatever he did, then never heard from him after that. Alright. <laughs> I was kind of sketchy. Um, sorry, I was just checking Twitter because I remember Daniel Pemberton put like a thread, it. yeah, hmm. on how he made the elephant noise. The electronic noises, yeah. I basically just sent whatever I had, and then I just just knock yourself out or whatever, which sounds cool. Well, it has a video on it, so like electronic sounds. I think it was a, a motor is another one. Yeah. Against the microphone. Remind you, I wasn't there when I had sent stuff. 
the producers that sent it to him like sketches of whatever like ideas and then and said because it's like a box you know pull stuff out the box and, and then you just like think so you, so you could so you could use it or not it's like a more like an ideas thinking cat but that's that's all I'm that's all I really remember from that stuff rather than that it was just um did whatever they were telling me to do I had to do because if I said no I might get sacked <laughs> so did any of your like actual tracks make it into it like other than the sounds you came up with into the film um I'm trying to I haven't seen the movie for a while so I'm trying to recollect um what actually went to the final cut because I've got the I've got some stuff from the draft which uh, from the early mixes that went through some of it went in um so the final one I think it was just the 60s one I think that they mixed in surround sound faintly hear it they put on like so much compression to make it sound like a uh like little tape saturation to make it sound like it's from that period right and then um and many of those cello things that would go down which I sort of had no idea but he adapted to like have a bigger sound for it that's yeah. it not, nothing original I've, I've had more of the ideas thinking cat box that I've given that sort of makes sense it's like <laughs> right yeah so it was like it was you kind of just came up with some ideas and sent them across like and of, yeah adapted it to the film yeah there, but that's how it happened. <laughs> how old were you when you did that? Fifteen. How did you get that gig then? I was in con I actually had some um, contacts that I had some family that works in that industry. With the film stuff and things, and then they basically like with them. the people making it because the film stuff, like the industry is a it's a pretty big industry. Like Daniel yeah. Pemberton was um, working in London. Not directly with the film studios, it's from like people who work from the thing and then after that um basically yeah and then it helped with resistance because the lead the story lead animator or artist, whatever he was. Mm-hmm. Put it away from because like because he follows on me online and then like started talking and saying, Hey, I like some of the stuff you've done. Because Dave, of all people, Dave from I suppose it's a good thing, so uh, we're sending him an email. Did send me an email? So, like, because I, after me sending emails back to the forwards, and they're like, send us some stuff, yeah, we'll be fine. You know, alright, cool. So, and then the rest it's of really it, cool. But still, I can't say half of the stuff because for some reason they're like, you can't say most of it because you're still sort of under contract back then, but it's like, I can't say exactly what happened in any of those meetings because it's like part of my contract to not be yeah, yeah. leaking stuff exactly how they work over there. Yeah. But but now I don't get paid well because of COVID. So Yeah. And there's no jobs, so I still work, which I can't get out of this place, which I've become the technician at this place. I still work in the damn grocery store. Here and there. Alright. But I fix the computers because no one can fix them. <laughs> about it well you gotta be home fixing your own computer nah I've got to order parts for it you know it's alright because not all people know I get some people actually when I first started now doing the other job they were like a couple of musicians kind of like I know who you are I'm like do you like yeah I'm like oh they're like what are you doing I'm like long story <laughs> Once you're there, you can't leave. And I've been there for like three years. Long before I started to sell the stuff, and it gives me something to do, so it's great. <laughs> you always need something to do, hey. Look there, you're sitting at home and you're like waiting for a job to come up, and you know, or you hear it back for something else, and it's just 
Yeah, We've got a few fun. jobs going on at the moment. Like uh, we were talking earlier, um, Owen's working on a documentary too. Hmm. A band named when we go in, it's frontman of a band named Deceased. Um, interesting. I, I still can't say much about that because I feel like I get in trouble for that. Oh. <laughs> you know, it's how it works, but I think it's going to Amazon or something like that. It's got some streaming service to be watched. But if I get the green light to say more, I'll say more. But <laughs> hmm. well, on that note, I think. Do you guys want to talk about anything else, or should we start wrapping things up? I gotta head out in probably about, I'd say, five minutes I have. Alright. So. Okay, alright, let's start wrapping things up then. Alright, um, if you guys want to write into the show, send the email at this all lowercase at geekingmepodcast.gmail.com So again, in all lowercase, geekingmepodcast.gmail.com Write about whatever you want to talk about, problems, advice, or questions, talk about it read it out if you have if you find the most interesting story read it out loud and then we'll tell you or everyone else that whatever so far no one's done it yet. even though we have listeners a couple hundred listeners who are around the world mainly in the US UK and then Australia I think maybe actually no I think that's about it from when I had a look last so you're for everyone who's uh, giving us support, thank you so much for that. And go fuck yourselves. I hope you all have a good rest of your new year. Hopefully when we come back, the new year's going to be way better. That would be bullshit. That would be nice. Yeah. Definitely hope so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks, man. Uh, it was good chatting to you all. Thanks for coming on. I'll see you around. Can't wait to see what both of you do here. Let's make some really cool stuff. <laughs> we'll do it. I'll work with you. We're gonna... yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll work on something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. bye. Yeah.